The Encouragement Express is pulling in. It's the Encouragement Express radio show. The Encouragement Express train has pulled in. It's the Encouragement Express radio show. Coast to coast and around the world through cyberspace, including great podcast networks like Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Breaker, Radio Public, Google, and of course, right here where you might be listening at the Encouragement Express radio show.com. This is an old-fashioned whistle stop of encouragement, I love to call it, and it's designed especially for my senior friends and caregivers around the world. I do have some younger listeners that listen. I call them my pirate listeners that butt into my radio show, and they also pick up the encouragement. And I'm thrilled to have you tuning in if you're one of my pirate listeners. This is the radio show for the week of Mother's Day, May 9th, 2021. And uh, I'm Michael Facciani, soloist, music evangelist, and the spiritual UPS man. And if... Uh, you're hearing maybe a little difference in quality on my microphone. I'm actually sitting here uh, where I accepted Christ as my Savior in the old homestead in the third floor of the six-bedroom house I grew up in here in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So it, it's going to be a little bit of a different radio show. I promised uh, uh, I would uh, do this this week. And so... Uh, I'm speaking right into my phone here, so you might notice a little bit of a difference, but I wanted to make it a different kind of an experience for you today. And I call myself the spiritual UPS man because I pick up God's encouragement from, I like to say, the doorstep of your heart. I scan it, spiritually speaking, and I package it and take it to the next destination. And friends, we're finishing in the next few weeks here 10 years of travel. You and me, your encouragement, and me. And uh, on my way to Pennsylvania here, I think we crossed over 704,000 ground miles, I think. So I thank you for your prayers and support. And if you're new to the Encouragement Express radio show, uh, welcome to my senior family of friends listening. And I like to share this as a little tip for you. Don't listen like this is a big teaching program or a preaching program. You might get some teaching and preaching, but it's designed to bring you strong encouragement. And I've got a lot of it this week. Uh, here's what I'm going to share with you. As I sit here where I knelt down at my bed, uh, April 1st, 1977. Uh, in, in the old homestead that we're cleaning up because mom and dad were moved into long-term care. They're doing okay, but it's been a major transition over the last few months. Uh, some secret missions, I call them out there because we really couldn't say too much about it. Mom doesn't let me say anything like that on Facebook, so you're the first to know here on the radio show, uh, but mom is in skilled care and doing okay. Uh, Dad is in uh, personal care, so he has to wheel almost two city blocks uh, down there to see Mom. And so uh, I'll get to see him for a little bit today, but the, the health care side is uh, closed. One of the, the staff members uh, contracted the coronavirus, so i got to wait for another week um, 
to see her. I'll be back here in two weeks, but many trips back this way. And so again, if you just tuned in, uh, I'm right here where I knelt down uh, April 1st, 1977. You might hear some birds outside the window. I hear some cars passing. So you might catch some of that. I wanted this to be a very special radio show for you. I know it is for me. I remember that night, uh, what, 44 some years ago, and I'm calling this a radio show, My Story of Finding Christ. Now, I don't know how you found Christ, if someone shared him with you, if you grew up in a church and you learned in Sunday school and then acknowledged Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, For me, it was kind of a radical thing because I was in college at the time, a branch campus of the University of Pittsburgh. I was in engineering school and I was a pretty good student and a pretty smart student. And I say that not to brag, but to make a point. Um, pretty much straight A's. And I was able to pick up most of my, <laughs> my uh, what do you call them, uh, report cards. Remember those? We found some of those in the old homestead here. But I was a good student and pretty intelligent. And again, I, some might question that now. Uh, but I, I say that to make this point. I had no idea that there was anybody on God's green earth that believed that the Bible was true, okay? I just wanted to share that outright. So don't think I was making a lot of myself or bragging by saying I was pretty intelligent. I mean, I, I really got good grades. I paid attention, but I didn't know. I did not know that there was anybody that the, believed the Bible was true. And so I didn't know any better. And so when when someone shared Christ with me uh, back in uh, 1977, and I'll tell you more about that, it came as a great shock uh, as someone was sharing Christ. And uh, I'll tell you uh, how that came about when I asked him, now wait a second here, do you really believe the Bible is true? I mean, no one believes the Bible's true, do they? So I'm going to share that story. But first of all, uh, happy Mother's Day week. I'm actually recording this. It's been so busy. Uh, lots of travels. Uh, Ohio, Saturday night was so powerful. It, I think there might have been 50-some people there, but it sounded like there was a 1,000. It was incredible. Left there, got to Johnstown, Pennsylvania, two and a half hours later, 11 o'clock at night. Had to get up very early, forgot my dress pants, went to Walmart for at least a new pair of jeans, and was at the glorious and historic First United Methodist Church downtown Johnstown for Mother's Day. And that was so powerful. And I can tell you, I delivered packages of encouragement. I was very proud as the, as the spiritual UPS man to do that. So again, I want to thank you for all your prayers and support. And I have a, a song that I recorded actually in 1983 queued up and ready to go on the radio show. So again, if you're listening and and you notice the quality in my microphone isn't that great, I'm actually speaking, uh, I'm wired right into my phone here and I'll process that as best I can, but uh, it probably sounds a little different, but that's okay. I hope you enjoy this. Well, it was March 31st, 1977. Uh, I was determined uh, to go up and talk to someone that had led my girlfriend to Christ that uh, the day before. 
and uh, this happened to be her brother. His name uh, is Todd, and I drove up there, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to straighten this out. I'm going to hear and get, get all this figured out, because she said her life was changed. She had made Christ her Lord and Savior, and I thought, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to talk to Todd and see what in the world is going on. So for two hours, for two hours across a kitchen table, Todd shared the Romans Road to Salvation. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a number of scriptures out of the book of Romans that shows God's love for us and the fact that we're sinners without him. And he came to die on the cross for us. Well, I believed that Christ died on the cross. I mean, I I read about it. I heard about it in church. I went to church every Sunday. We would go to a Catholic church one Sunday. We would go to a Protestant church the next Sunday. So we went back and forth. So I never really was in Sunday school class or anything. Again, I was in engineering school. I think I was, uh, I believe I I was a sophomore or junior in college. I'd have to look back to the right. I think I, I think I was a, a junior. And uh, Todd was sharing these scriptures and reading from the Bible. How dare him? He was reading from the Bible, acting like he believed that the Bible was true. And I said, Todd, I said, wait a second. I got to stop you for a second. I said, you're talking about the Bible here. And again, this was March 31st, 1977. I said, you're talking about the Bible as if you believe it's true. I said, nobody believes the Bible's true. Do they? (laughs) Uh, Or are there any people that believe it's true? I didn't think anyone believed that. The Old Testament was full of good stories that uh, share things to enlighten us, to inspire us. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I heard that he, he... rose from the dead, and I thought, that's a good story too, and I think I believed it, I I, kind of believed it, but here's the thing, when I was at a church in Defuniac Springs, Florida, there in the Panhandle, uh, the the pastor's name, a wonderful man, his, his name escapes me right now, but he shared a message, very powerful message, uh, that we can know Christ historically, the fact that he lived, the historical fact that he died, uh, the historical recordings of those that saw him after he had risen from the dead. So that's historical. Uh, We can know him doctrinally. We could go to church. We could read about Christ, his life, his dying on the cross, And we could read about his resurrection from the dead and ascension into heaven. So we might believe historically and we may believe doctrinally from the scriptures. But do we believe personally? Do we believe that he personally died for us? And that's what I was faced with on March 31st, 1977 as Todd was sharing Christ with me. And Todd said, yes, I believe the Bible, and there are many people that believe the Bible. This was a great revelation to me. I get goosebumps as I share this. And again, as you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, actually on a toolbox, 
because the bed's been removed. Everything's been removed pretty much out of this third floor bedroom where I stayed in my college years with my parents in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. This is where I knelt down uh, that night. So Todd said, yes, there are people that believe. I'm one of them, and there are many others around the world that believe. I, I thought, wow, this was a tremendous revelation for me. And I liked what I was hearing because Todd was sharing with me and telling me that God loved me and wanted to save me and died for me and gave his life and his blood for me. But on the other hand, you see, a couple years before that, several years before that in high school, I got the Good Citizenship Award. I was the top senior athlete in my high school. I pretty much got all straight A's except I, I would get B's in English. I had a tough time with that. I'm not sure what was going on, but always got straight A's except for English, it seems like. I might have pulled an A in there, here or there. But wait a second. You're calling me a sinner, Todd. You're saying I'm a sinner and the Bible's calling me a sinner. What in the world? I got the Good Citizenship Award uh, in high school. I wasn't a drinker. I didn't do drugs. I did many other things that I knew were sinful. I had a horrific temper. Um, he said, you are no better in God's eyes than the worst person in down and out or on the street. And I thought, how dare you? Well, I'm affectionately kidding about that a little bit. I knew that in myself. See, I believed that uh, my goods would outweigh my bads. And so I was trying to be a good person. I was trying to earn my way to heaven. And many are like this. You may have been like that. If you're like that right now, then I want you to listen to what I'm sharing here because I'm trying to do this open and transparently right where I knelt down uh, several hours later. You see, even when I was 19 years old, mom, <laughs> we had to be home by midnight or you better be answering for it or the door is going to be locked. Now, I share this sometimes. I came to my bedside up here and March 31st became April 1st, 1977. I got in a little bit before midnight. Some of you may remember those clocks where the numbers would slip through the, the slots. They were on like like a little, uh, a um, what would you call it, a, a ring. And so the, the one and the two were together and the zero, zero were together and they fell down. It became midnight, uh, April 1st, 1977. Because Todd was sharing with me uh, in the evening of uh, March 31st, 1977. And I say it was April 1st. It was April Fool's Day. And I became a fool for Christ uh, early in April of 1977. I knelt down at my bed and I asked Christ to come into my life. I confessed Him as my Lord and Savior. I acknowledged Christ as my Lord and Savior. I said, I'm a sinner. I need you in my life. I didn't really know much how to do it because I didn't really know much about the Bible. I didn't really even know like who Cain and Abel were that were the, the children of Adam and Eve. Didn't know much about the Old Testament at all. Even being a straight-A student and a highly intelligent person, as I say, again, not to bra brag, but to say, 
I didn't know that anyone believed the Bible was true. And again, so I sit on this toolbox right now here where I knelt down and asked Christ into my life, April 1st, 1977, in the third floor of the six-bedroom house where I grew up in. Being all cleared out now as we get ready to put it up for sale, my parents won't be returning and uh, they're in, in, in safe care right now and we're thankful for that. I took my Bible and I'm going to share another story here and I tell people as I share this around the country, I don't really care if people believe it or not. I, I'd like people to believe it, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. And again, I was never on drugs. I've never done an illicit drug in my life and not bragging about that either. I'm just saying that I wasn't hallucinating. I kept a Bible on the corner of my desk. Well, I thought that must mean something. That must count for some kind of good works. But I grabbed that Bible off of my desk and I get goosebumps again as I share this, but I raised the Bible up and I said, God, I said, you know, I don't believe this. You know that I was never taught to believe this. I was in engineering school. I believed in evolution. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard to believe that I used to believe that. I know there's honest people that believe that. There are Christian people that God created us through the evolutionary process. I'm just telling you, I don't believe that. If you believe that, I don't want that to come between us. And that's okay if you, you believe that. I just don't. I do not believe that I came up through some amoeba, some amphibian and a, a fish. You know, some sort of Uncle Charlie or Charlie Tuna uh, was my uh, ancestor. I do not believe that. And I don't really think there's much evidence for that when you really look into it. But I took the Bible and I said, God in heaven, you know that I don't believe this is true. But tonight, I'm going to choose to believe uh, that this is true. And again, I, I've never done a drug, an illicit drug in my life. Never smoked marijuana. I did breathe some of it in because some of the people out of the Jesus movement that discipled me were still smoking that stuff. But I took the Bible. I said, Lord, you know I don't believe this, but I'm going to I believe tonight that it's true. And I said that after I asked Christ into my life. I slept with that Bible all night, April 1st, 1977. Of course, this was a little past midnight, so I woke up in the morning uh, of April 1st, 1977. And again, I just get goosebumps, and I'll tell you what happened. I got up. I'm really getting goosebumps now when I opened up the Bible. And again, I tell people as I share this, I, I'm going to just tell you what happened. If you say I don't believe that, that's fine, but I'm going to tell you what happened. When I opened it up, it looked like every letter in every word, in every sentence, in every paragraph, on every page. Every letter was swinging on a hinge. It appeared as I pulled the Bible back from me that the words were crawling on that page. I would turn another page and it seemed as if the words were just crawling on that page. It was as if the words were alive and I guess basically spiritually speaking they were. 
in my mind and in my heart, I believe that the Lord was confirming with me that his word was true. In my heart, he was showing me by his Holy Spirit that his word was true. I wish I could tell you that my life went smooth from that day on. But there were some difficult days. God never promised us a perfect life with no problems after that. And I struggle with different things like maybe you do. To tell you the truth, there are things I struggle with today more than I struggled with going on 45 years ago. But I found a Savior that I realized that I needed desperately. Maybe a lot like you have. And as I sit here on this toolbox in the old homestead, as it'll probably go up for sale in about a month and a half, be one of my last chances. I got a picture here of it. Um, I encourage you to place your faith in Jesus Christ. If you've never acknowledged him as your Lord and Savior, know that God loves you. And you've never sinned or done, done things so bad that God can't forgive you. He desperately wants to be in your life. God, that's why he sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. I realized that eternal life was a gift by accepting it by faith. And my heart goes out to people around the world that are trying to do good deeds, trying to be have you know a scale tip where you're doing more good than bad. You, you and I will never earn our way to heaven. We'll never earn eternal life and to be in the presence of God in heaven. It can only come through faith. faith. And Romans 5.8 said that, that God extended and showed his love toward us and that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so I asked him into my life and I acknowledged him as my Lord and Savior. And I'm glad I did. And I'm thankful that I did. And I'm glad that God called me to share this uh, as he empowers me. And he's done that through the encouragement uh, that has come through you and so many that I've met. And I want to thank you for that. And I'm going to share a song here with you. It was the first song that I ever sang as God gave me a voice when I was a couple years after I made Christ my Lord and Savior. I only ever took six one-half-hour lessons. And I'll tell that story at another time. You may have heard it. But I sang this and recorded it in 1983. But... Um, Years before that, I got up in a church and sang it a cappella. I'll never forget, in Waterloo, Iowa, I sang this song. So <laughs> this recording is from 1983 when I first really started singing. And so my voice might sound a little different as God continued to 
to, to expand the gift that he had given me. Uh, I'll come back and I'll pray for you. Thank you for tuning in to the Encouragement Express radio show and allowing me to uh, share my story of finding Christ right here where I knelt down April 1st, 1977.
you're all power, you're merciful, and you're mighty, you're the redeemer of all mankind, you're the lion, the lion of Judah, you're the ruler of this whole universe, you're the most high Messiah, you're the soon coming King. Holy, holy is your name. I hope you enjoyed that song. Thank you for listening. That was called Adoration. I really need to to start doing that that song again. That one uh, was a great song. Well, uh, I I appreciate you tuning in today. That's my story of faith. I wanted to uh, share that with you as I am still sitting on this uh, toolbox here because the other furniture was taken out of here. The bed was taken out where I knelt down April 1st, 1977. What is your story of faith? How did you find Jesus Christ? When did you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior? I'd love to hear your story. You can email me. You can text me. You can call me. Uh, My email address is, uh, like my initials, mjf at mjfmusicoutreach.com. mjf at mjfmusicoutreach.com. Um, I'm going to pray for you here that God continues to strengthen you and me. I always need your prayers and your prayers are always welcome in my life. I thank God for you. I love you. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you in my 10th anniversary year as we celebrate 10 years, June 1st. I thank you for uh, many of you that are standing with us uh, and our ministry as, um, uh, we're, we're doing a, a 10th anniversary uh, love offering, and I think we've surpassed about $6,500 toward that to put towards my travel and ministry expenses. I appreciate you believing with us for that, hearing from so many of you. God bless you for your faith and standing with us. I'm going to pray for you right now uh, that God will continue to use you. He'll continue to encourage you. And I'm going to pray that if I haven't seen you already in 2021, that I'll see you very soon and maybe see you a couple times. So let's pray. Father, I pray for my dear friend right now, wherever they're at, Lord, geographically, or wherever they're at spiritually in their life, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them, you would encourage them, maybe by some of the words I shared here, Encourage them through your word, through your spirit, through their church, Lord, through their family of believers, their community of believers. I pray for my friend right now. If they're going through a tough time, Lord, a bump in the road uh, in their faith, whatever they're going through, touch them, strengthen them, wrap your arms around them, Lord. Give them that great, big spiritual hug that only you, their Father, can give. And Father, remind them of your love for them. And if you would, remind them of my love too for them, Lord. Thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, again, thank you for listening to my story of finding Christ right here as I sit on this toolbox where my bed used to be on April 1st, 1977, here in the six-bedroom house on the third floor, big old house here. I pray that we're able to sell this and maybe get a decent price for it in about six weeks or so, but um, thank you for your prayers for us, for me, and for allowing me to share uh, my story. I'm Michael Facciani, soloist, music evangelist, and the spiritual UPS man, promising you that I'll continue to carry your encouragement with me for 10,000 On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand